the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. So Dave Matthews probably has another album coming out because it always seems like he has another album coming out. With that out there, I was once a child and under a table and dreaming. Do you remember how great it was to be a kid and to throw a blanket on top of a card table or on top of a dining room table and suddenly you had a fort underneath? Or do you remember being a kid and saying things like, um, I want to build a tree house, but I want to put an elevator in it. It was going to be a life event. By the end of the summer, you were going to have a tree house with an elevator in it. That's what I love about what I do. There's so many little dynamics, and they all hit all of us to get to head financially speaking. I try to teach you. I try to help you. I try to drag you along. And again, my content, my syllabus isn't, isn't ideal. I know that. Is it a syllabus? Is it a syllabi? Is it an octopus? An octopi. So in life, you are going to get married. You are going to get divorced. You are going to lose a partner. You are going to grow your family. You are going to save for college, likely. Or maybe not. Maybe the younger generation is like, you know what? This planet doesn't need more of us. There's plenty of us to escape in an escape pod velocity if need be. But also in your career of life, when you're not building a treehouse with an elevator, you're going to start a new job. You're going to leave a job. You're going to prepare for retirement. You're going to do things like caring for a loved one. Now, there's men in the world, and there's women, so I'm told. I don't actually see sex. I'm just told that there actually is differences between us. I can't see it. Stealing a little bit from Stephen Colbert, who used to say the same thing about color. Love Colbert. Influence. Love Dave Letterman. Huge influence in my life. Why? Because he wasn't my dad, and he was a father-like figure on television. He was funny. He was innovative. Now, you had to make a choice back then because when, you, when I was younger, and we had remote controls. I'm not going to say we didn't, but not always. And what happens if you lay down on the couch, turned on the TV, laid down on the couch, and you, you, you forgot to bring the remote with you? Sometimes you, you bought into Letterman because he, it just happened to be on NBC or CBS. He was your guy. He was your go-to guy. He wasn't DVR. He wasn't Jimmy Fallon. He wasn't Jimmy Kimmel. He wasn't Jimmy Jimmy. So you kind of bought into it. It, it, And now things are changing. You don't have to buy into anyone. BattleBots can be on Monday night, Wednesday night, Friday night, Saturday night, or Sunday night. It's never on Tuesday or Thursday. It can be on any night that you want. But for me, I think the most interesting thing is to note, like, there are subtle differences between you and I. And there are goals in our lives, whether it be career phases or life events or better investing. In your career phase, you're going to start out. You're going to take some sort of horrible job making trophies or delivering pizzas. Then later on, you're going to say, you know what? I really don't want to make trophies or deliver pizzas my whole life. 
and you're going to start getting intrigued by something. Hopefully, maybe it has something to do with your college degree. Maybe it doesn't. So your career, you're going to start out. You're going to move up the corporate ladder. And that's probably my biggest regret. There is no doubt that I could have had a national television show, financially speaking. No doubt. Interviewed twice for it. And I just wasn't willing to compromise or sell out. I would love to do The Drunk Investor, where I come to your house, and every time I see something violently, obnoxiously overpriced, I, I do a shot. I think that would be funny. But I would also have like liver disease within the first year, because everyone I see probably has some sort of financial disaster, whether it be your shoe collection, your cowboy boot collection, something. But again, I keep going back to all this as men and women are different. I don't know if you agree with me or not. When it comes to investing, there's you know staying on target. There's planning for goals. There's investing know-how. And I, I think the internet's a great equalizer as far as investing know-how goes. Whereas it used to not be. Again, used to get kind of caught on the couch without a remote control. Now it used to be you got caught at a brokerage relationship that you didn't realize was going to be so expensive to get into and get out of. Ken Fisher, I love him, and I hate him. I've seen him on TV going, you know, I hate annuities. Annuities are awful. I've got turkey neck. Gobble, 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 gobble. Oddly enough, my face looks stretched and perfect, but my neck looks like a turkey. Gobble, 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 gobble. But he also doesn't tell you, like, even though he hates annuities, he also, he's been, there's been a lot of arbitration with his, his advisors. Which isn't the end-all, be-all worst thing in the world, because sometimes customers like work with financial planners and financial advisors, and they don't know what they're getting into. But he goes, I hate annuities. Blah, blah, blah. No, it's always a better idea than annuities. At one point in time, he would put you into 100 stocks. So basically like a NASDAQ 100, because he was a tech guy, sort of. The point being there is that that's too many stocks. So we all have flaws, and we could all like kind of nitpick each other. But I keep coming back to women and investing, and men and investing, and women in careers, and men in careers. And we are different, right? So if you do have a body part that I don't have, or if I have a body part that you don't have, let's just start right there and say we're different. Getting married, getting divorced, losing partner. Losing a partner is the tough one. My mom lost her partner, her life partner, the man who found her, the man who pulled her out of Mobile, Alabama. The man who showed her the world. He died over 20 years ago. So I have a friend who, one of the two, they're 70-ish, a little over 70-ish. And he just got lung cancer. And I was like, did he smoke? Nope. Well, maybe back then. Everyone smoked in the 50s and 60s, right? Kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, that's too bad because that's kind of like a death sentence in America. Very rarely do we beat lung cancer and are still alive 30 years later. We're hoping for five. But when a family of two just learns that they've got cancer, they need to arrange for some immediate household needs. Day-to-day affair stuff. Because at some point in time, he's going to be worried about dying, and she's going to be worried about losing her spouse that she's known since she was a young woman. So first things first, you got to make sure that your kids and your pets are taken care of because you're going to be hyper-focused on this. Now, do you think there's a difference between a man and a woman there? I think there is. When you get that death sentence or you know it's coming, my dad was told he was going to have six months left to live, that's a great time to get tax and legal advice. 
I know it's not on your mind because you're thinking I'm going up to the, uh, this is the big one. I'm going up to the big sky, the big, the big guy in the, in the sky. I'm, I'm, I'm going to come for you. Right. You don't want Liam Neeson telling God, I'm going to hunt you down. I'll be back. Remember this face. It's the last face you'll see. But you want to I'll contact insurance companies. You want to pay attention to your investments. You want to pay attention to your documents. You want to make sure everything's signed correctly. You don't want to go out and say, you know, I got this credit card. I'm going to be dead in six months. Let's go to Vegas. Because then you're going to strap someone left behind with a problem. So men and women are different. You should appreciate that. If you're a woman, you should Google women in investing. There's some good sites out there like Fidelity or LearnVest. If you're a man, you should Google women investing. There's a woman in your life to learn where the differences are. It's not just in the JCPenney catalog. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Sometimes I can't decide what kind of mood I'm in. Do I want to see an ex-president talk with an author at the SAP Center? New book coming out. President's missing. President's missing by President Bill Clinton is one of the world's best-selling authors, James Patterson. Kind of crossing paths and figuring out what would make a good presidential thriller. So they're going to do this the big event Thursday, June 28th at SAP Center in San Jose. And they're going to talk about the book. They're also going to talk presidential issues. And if you've seen recently, Bill Clinton got kind of kind of in a sticky situation taking questions from the audience, asking about the Me Too movement and what had happened with him and Monica Lewinsky if Me Too was around then like it is now. She's come out and said, you know, he ruined her life. And like, yeah, I'm interested in talking with uh, Bill Clinton or hearing him talk. I'd be interested in hearing any president, Republican, Democrat, or socialist, or anything else. I'd be interested in that a world leader. So that's coming up Thursday, June 28th. I have tickets for two. Receive a pair of tickets to a conversation with President Bill Clinton and James Patterson. Thursday, June 28th at the SAP Center in San Jose. You can find out more by going to kdow.biz, kdow.biz, or calling 800-516-1220 and win a pair right now. All you have to say is... Uh, what's, let's say White House. The password to win the tickets is White House. Not White House, Black House is in the store. Just White House. 800-516-1220 to win those tickets right here, right now. Previous winners, please don't call. Not that I don't like you. It's that it just makes me feel like I'm a small town show when I keep hearing the same people win. And I don't like it. So I, I was talking a little bit about women and men being different investors and I, I, I think there's some truth to that. And it's interesting because I've got a lot of trusted friends and people who I'd refer to as financial advocates. Not everyone does. Um, and I bring that up because I think it sometimes causes headaches for people. But relationships have to find some sort of happy medium to talk about money at some point in time. And sometimes it, it gets kind of ugly. For instance, my mother took care of my father while he was dying from cancer, and it didn't take long. But the last eight years of his life had health complications, 
starting with a heart attack, going to some lung surgery, and then just full-on cancer. So you have to have a conversation in life with a spouse, with a loved one, that talks about things like managing finances and housing and you know where are we going to live, how are we going to live, extra resources, how to age well together. But one of the things you need when your spouse starts to slip, and by the end of it, my grandmother thought that she was a little girl when she had Alzheimer's and was dying. Here she is, you know, 85 plus years old, and she thinks she's a six-year-old girl because that's the state of her brain. And then my father, just he went pretty quickly, all things considered, when he got his third big life health event. And when he left, he was so high on pain medication. Like, it was probably a pretty good high, but probably too good of a high. He wouldn't have known how to do a power of attorney or a healthcare proxy or a living will or a living trust. Power of attorney is a legal document. It ultimately gives someone else authority to be a designated person to act in your rights for financial matters and or legal matters and or healthcare matters, right? That's tied towards that healthcare proxy as well. It lets your team of doctors make healthcare decisions for you if you can't, or it lets your spouse make those decisions. But these are all things that are kind of important. And sadly, we put it off, we put it off, we put it off, then we're diagnosed with something or something a life event hits. So when you have to care for a loved one, you need those things, power of attorney, healthcare proxy, a living will, a living trust, hopefully, and or some sort of will or testament. But also at the same time, you can't just say, I'm going to take off work every day so I can take care of my spouse. You don't really want to do that. I'm not saying you don't want to do that because, trust me, that's kind of awesome. But uh, you got to be careful, to say the least. Long-term care is that crossover between taking care of someone and then letting the system take care of them. But it's super expensive. And you're not really supposed to get until you're between 45 and 55. But it, that allows the financial concerns not to get as rabid as fast. My mom was able to take off to take care of my dad. A lot of women in retirement can take off to take care of their husband in retirement. Women tend to live longer than men. Men tend to, in my world, marry three to five years younger. So there's a lot of time. 20 years my mom has been by herself, right? So I'm throwing that out there. And uh, as men and women, we're different. I'm going to talk more and more about that in the future. I'm going to try every year to update some theme weeks, whether it's women investing or investing in your 20s, investing in your 30s, whether it's you know planning your retirement. I'll do some theme weeks, but if you have any ideas for theme weeks, drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. I do have a family four-pack of tickets to give away. I know you're saying double kill, double tickets in this segment. I do have a, a family of four. The Alameda County Fair. No way. It's going on June 15th through July 8th. A lot of big new rides, live horse racing, tasting events, extreme action sports, pig races. Remember, it's only an exhibition. It's not a competition. No wagering on the pigs, okay? Even though they have hilarious names and it, it makes gambling that much easier so that you can like... So you can have fun with it, so to speak. Uh, like 
Sam from San Ramon won the Bill Clinton tickets. Now we got a family of four pack for four tickets. That would be kind of fair. And, you know, Justin Bebore, the names that they come up with, you're going to want to gamble, but don't gamble. It's just an exhibition. It's not a competition. Please, no gambling. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. It's Rob Black Show. Don't forget, you can check out the seminars coming up at Rob Black Show. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. There's one coming up in the Bay Area, Palo Alto, in about two weeks. You can sign up at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Use code RADIO25 to get in for free. More information about the fair at alamedicountyfair.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and getting you to retirement. It's been a funky, funky year. And like I said, I think one of the themes seems to be waiting for, waiting to see if North Korea is going to play along, waiting to see if earnings are going to be consistent, waiting to see where interest rates are moving towards. Lots going on in those kind of areas, but we're not selling off either. We're waiting. Let's bring in Patrick O'Hare, briefing.com. Mr. O'Hare, we've been waiting on bated breath for this whole North Korea summit to be over, and now it is. How do you feel about it? As it changes the stock market, is the world a safer place? Is the market going to record highs? Well, uh, hi, Rob. Good to be back hey. with you. And, um, you know, I think that with the summit was, in one sense, anticlimactic, but right. I think that the market had grown to expect that. Um, it's not inconsistent with President Trump to make uh, kind of a lot of grandiose statements that don't have a lot of details that go with them when when it comes to you know uh, big events like this. But you know, but at the at the end of the day, um, it's positive in terms of you know lowering the geopolitical heat, if you will, surrounding North Korea. Um, you have the two sides talking, which is certainly much more preferable than uh, than talking against one another and uh, kind of like dangling this uh, specter of some potential military conflict being on the horizon. And and uh, so they've taken a step back from that precipice. So from a market standpoint, I think you can interpret it as a positive, but obviously with North Korea's uh, very suspect history, you know, there's still ample room for doubt as to whether, you know, uh, North Korea is going to follow through on its commitment to denuclearization uh, in any rapid fire fashion. Um, so, so everything, you know, is going to remain to be seen. Uh, I think that the market had had somewhat already priced in the prospect of uh, of at least a neutral to positive summit, uh, and was not banking on the notion that you'd see a negative outcome, only because uh, it, it seemed unlikely that the president would go all the way to Singapore and just you know walk out after a few minutes, and because there was you know even though he threatened to do that if, if he could tell that, you know, Chairman Kim was not serious. But I think the market already had it in its mind that there could be at least some positive headline coming out of this summit. And, and, and I suppose we got that. <laughs> All very good stuff. Um, but there is kind of a anticlimactic feel to it. And yet we look at the headlines and Briefing does a great job of showing us some of the events that are coming up, briefing.com. And one of them is the whole Brexit issue still on the agenda. Then you get the politics for 2018 in the Congress later this year. But then what is the Fed going to do? 
are we in more of a waiting game right now because we're closer to a high than we are typically this time of the year? Because I, I honestly, I couldn't find anything to do a TV, um, a television um, segment on yesterday. I just didn't find the stories were all that compelling. It was like, oh, we got to wait. Oh, we got to wait. Oh, we got to wait. <laughs> Um, it, it feels to me heavily stuck in a waiting, which is, it's horrible at an airport. It's horrible on the wall street. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's funny, you know, and listening to your, your lead in, it's almost, it's almost like we're, everything we're waiting for is that we're, you know, effectively waiting for some shoe to drop, you know, okay. if you will, you talk about the fed, you talk about market rates, talk about North Korea, talk about China, Canada trade, you know, it's, it's, it's a market that, you know, you, you think has this sense that it would uh, really not be committed to any type of buying interest because there's so many event risks here on the, on the near horizon. And, and uh, while there is an element of wait and see involved here, I mean, the S&P 500 is up 4% year to date before dividends. And so, you know, you could also make the case that we're doing that thing again where the market is simply climbing a wall of worry. And it has been certainly uh, uh, a bit of a learned instinct from past experience that uh, worst-case scenarios tend not to unfold, um, or at least are not allowed to unfold uh, on these big events. And, uh, and one of the, the staying factors there is, is the uh, understanding that you know, central banks around the world would have the markets back. And I think that that's really the key inflection point now is that while we're up for the year, I think the market still has in the back of its mind its this nagging notion that, you know, central banks are not going to be that backstop any longer. And so you've got a, a market that's been on a tremendous run uh, for, you know, nine years now. Um, you have an economy that's looking pretty good. You have um, earnings growth that's been stupendous, and you have a market moving with, I guess you could say, some some bridled enthusiasm um, because it's a little bit concerned as as the market is a forward-looking entity that the best of days are are behind it or are about to soon be behind it, uh, and and therefore there's not as much of a willingness to pay up for every dollar of earnings this year as there has been in the past. Got it. Now, moving forward to back to corporate earnings news and um, the almighty dollar and the buybacks, how have you felt 2018's been with the the tax cuts, with the repatriation of the dollars, um, with helping companies create better earnings per share by basically engineering a buyback, not necessarily growing, but just buying back more of their company? Right. Well, it certainly hasn't hurt things um, and has allowed them to do more of that, Um, but also so has the persistence of low interest rates uh, through the year. We've had a lot of, you know, debt finance stock buyback activity, and uh, and so that becomes a a future risk, if you will, if if, uh, interest rates, you know, move up and take that uh, option out of the equation. But, you know, overall, you know, I think you know, U.S. companies are certainly uh, feasting in a certain sense on the lower lower tax rate and the ability to repatriate that cash, and 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 it is leading to you know continued share buyback activity that remains a strong source of support for this equity market. Um, you know, as this, as I alluded to earlier, you know, the market being forward looking, 
you know, one of the restrictions on it this year is this idea that even though you've got great earnings growth here in 2018 forecast all the way through the end of the year, uh, the comparisons are going to be more difficult in 2019, you know, as we anniversary the uh, the initial impact of these of these lower tax rates, and so uh, you know, I think that's one of the, the things that has been holding things back somewhat. Uh, and we'll have to see what goes on with earnings estimate trends as the year progresses. And if they can, if they start to come down, uh, then you could see a market that again kind of levels off here. <laughs> so we're kind of ending. Not we're not. No, we're not ending. Um, moving on to you know you know different angles here in corporate news in particular. Uh, we seem to be pretty well employed, and as long as we're pretty well employed, we tend to spend our paychecks according to my history of myself. Um, and then inflation's a little bit showing, but not too much. And then you you know factor in a couple other issues um, where we are spending. Retail's doing well. It looks good. Uh, so instead of looking for the shoe to drop, maybe we should be looking for the the shoe to take the pressure off because there are some positives. Well, I think that's a very good observation, Rob, because you know you're right. Look, you know, approximately seventy percent of GDP is driven by consumer spending activity, right. and you certainly have a backdrop right now that's supportive for a pickup in consumer spending activity. In that you have such a tight labor market, you have uh, high levels of both business and and consumer confidence. Um, and so, uh, you know, you have a, uh, a sense here that, that consumer spending activities should certainly pick up from the first quarter um, and, and remain pretty solid, you know, throughout the year. And I think, you're, you know, the market has certainly been picking up on this of late. Uh, feeling better about that potential, and you can see that in the outperformance of the the retail stocks as well as the broader consumer discretionary sector. Uh, so, uh, so I do think that is something to keep an eye on. And if the consumer does come through because income growth, wage growth picks up uh, as as a lot of people hope it will, uh, then you could have a pretty good you know back half of the year economically speaking that. You know, helps supports these high earnings expectations and ultimately um, helps drive the stock market higher. Mm-hmm. So, anything that you're working on right now that we should be paying attention to as a good proxy of good reading for our future summer months? Mm-hmm. Well, I think you know this this week with respect to the the big picture column, um, there's a lot going on this week that that you know is very important from an event standpoint, and I suspect. Uh, uh, it'll be somewhat of a retrospective on uh, on what we learned this week from not only the North Korea summit, but from some of the econ data, uh, and, and certainly from the uh, the central bank meetings, uh, because all of that's going to factor prominently uh, as we move you know further into the summer months here. Sounds good. Thanks for joining us. Have a good day, and um, by all means, keep up the good work. So. I always enjoy starting my day with uh, briefing.com's page one. So you can find Patrick O'Hare at briefing.com. And they, they, they do a great job of just a ton of information. I could literally go on the show um, and bounce from topic to topic, whether it's the next big thing, which is all about IPOs, to the weekend perspective, looking at the big picture, the market view, strategy, market key points. Um, you know, the live and play breaks down everything as it's happened. All really good stuff. You can check out and learn more at briefing.com. That's briefing.com. 
Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing in more. What's your big issue today? What's your problem? Sit on my couch. We'll talk investing. Get your retirement. Speaking of couches, got a seminar coming up a couple weeks from now. You can learn more by going to robblackshow.com, robblackshow.com, and signing up there, or robblack.com. Ten Pillars of Retirement Income Planning, June 28th. So about a couple weeks, exactly. Palo Alto Elks Lodge. Registration is $25. Retirement planning is more complicated than ever. It's, um, you know, as I'm getting older, these are kind of important to pull off. Knowing your income in retirement, it's a lot different than knowing your income when you're going to work for the man. And I myself don't necessarily think the man is going to be the best person to work for forever and ever. So as it gets tougher and tougher, and you know, you're seeing McDonald's potentially replace all order takers with kiosks. Now, it doesn't mean they won't have people running around the store, you know, fixing things and talking to you and helping you with a kiosk because some people won't know what to do. But it shows you that things are changing. Don't think you're going to be doing the same old, same old forever more. So the stock market update today, we got the whole U.S. North Korea thing. I know you're saying the Golden State Warriors have a parade. I love a parade. The big baboons and ugly raccoons. Wait, wait, there's raccoons? What? What? Do you like parades? Because I don't like parades. If you've ever lived in New York City, you grow to hate parades. You grow to hate them with all the passion and vigor and spit and vile in your body. It's too much. It's too much. It's Saturday or Sunday and Manhattan shuts down because someone's having a National Pride Day. And when I say National Pride, I'm not going Pride Pride, as in Bay Area Pride. I'm going... Lithuanian Farmer Heritage Parade. Then the next weekend, it's the the Albanian Minister's uh, Festival of, of Lights Parade. And you're like, no! And all it sounds like is a cacophony of noise. It's awful. So the U.S.-North Korea summit ends with North Korea promising to denuclearize in exchange for security guarantees from the U.S., Details will be worked out in follow-up negotiations. Can't we all just get along and say, let's not nuke each other? Sure, right? Yeah. Now, who does this hurt? Lockheed Martin, for sure. And Raytheon. The world needs a good dictator if you're going to be selling weapons to potentially stop dictator from spreading his dictatorship. And that's what Lockheed Martin and Raytheon do. Restoration hardware is up 20% today. They had better than expected guidance. I don't really care for restoration hardware. And I I hate their catalogs. Talking about reason to boycott a company. Their catalogs are are epic. Dave and Buster's up 13.6% because people are going to play video games while eating crappy food. I mean, people are going to Dave and Buster's to enjoy their evenings with social alcoholic beverages. They got a 1983 original Pac-Man. So that's the problem with Dave and Buster's, right? If you ever go into one, it's kind of an adult playground, right? Right, right, right. 
And while you're there, you'll be like, ooh, video games, right? Right? And there's beer. Beer, video games. Are are there women? Beer, video games, and women? Woohoo! You're talking about 18-year-old Rob's perfect world. Sweet. Except for there's no women at David Buster's. And they're very expensive restaurants to invest in and make. So when you basically have that big space, square footage space, you have to pay for square footage. It's the same thing with Best Buy. I like Best Buy, but they got too many TVs. When you're a little kid and you walk in and you see all these TVs, you're overwhelmed. But those TVs take up space. They essentially could be people sleeping there. So why own a Best Buy store when you could own a condo or something, a duplex or 100 duplexes? So that's the problem. Sometimes you look at things like Dave & Buster's and you go, you know what? It looks like that's a pretty expensive business to start. But then again, you get people who have coins. Like I think I went once and I want to say I got $100 on four cards and I probably spent, eh, Let's say 70. Where did that extra 30 go? Oh, I'll, I'll take it home and next time I come. And then I never come, go again. And then one day I'm cleaning out the cabinets and I go, oh, this is trash. This is trash. This is trash. I wonder if there's any money on there. Oh, just trash. I'll never go again. Go! Are you with me? Media is ailing. And no matter what AT&T and Time Warner do, if the courts allow them to merge or not, it's a different world. Google TV... Or YouTube TV, I have now. So I've started the process of cutting the cord. I haven't done it all yet, but I'm getting there. So media is hurting. It's hurting. We don't need a bazillion channels, and that used to be the answer. We'll raise prices and charge you more, but give you more. It's kind of hit a wall with Americans. I probably honestly watch more YouTube television, just regular YouTube, than I do television television. Now that I got YouTube TV... I think I think Google did a good product for guys who like some sports but don't, don't want that crazy, crazy Comcast relationship. And it is, it is a relationship, right? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget, big event coming up. You can use the code RADIO25 to get in for free in the Palo Alto Elks Lodge, June 28th, Thursday, 630 to 830. Sign up at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 